I spent the last 10 years teaching corporate America leadership and teamwork. Now, I've left my 9 to 5 job to help as many people as possible become leaders in their work and personal lives. Some say leaders are born, but I say they're built. This podcast is the beginning of my mission to create change on a massive scale. Join me and follow along as we explore leadership, teamwork, and growth together. My name is Brian Rollo, and this is Lead with Impact. Hey there, and welcome to Lead with Impact. I am Brian, and I am so excited that you are with me for today's episode. We have an extra special episode today and an extra special guest. We will be joined by Jess Toddfeld. Now, you have probably seen Jess before in the media or heard him in the media. He has spent a lot of time in front of the camera, in front of the microphone, but also a lot of time behind the scenes producing media. And he is going to share with us some secrets about being successful in the media. And beyond that, he's going to talk about how you can be a magnetic leader and really create results for yourself and for your business. So I can't wait to hear that. Let me tell you just a little bit about him first. Jess Toddfeld, CSP, is one of the leading communication and media training authorities in the United States. With more than 15 years as a communication trainer and consultant, Toddfeld helps CEOs, business executives, spokespersons, public relations representatives, experts, and authors to become more confident, more in control, and to create more results from their speaking engagements and media appearances. He brings with him 13 years experience as a TV producer for NBC, ABC, and Fox, having booked and produced over 5,000 segments. Jess's time in front of the camera includes features reporting, guest spots on national and international news programs, and hosting of America's premier experts and Times Square Today, which has been broadcast on ABC, NBC, Fox, and CBS affiliates in the United States. And, get this, as a guest, Jess went on to set a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours, 112 different interviews on radio. We're just going to do one interview with Jess today, but we are going to get a lot out of it. So, with that being said, let's talk to Jess Toddfeld. Our next speaker has been a TV host and producer. He has written books on speaking and communications, but as a trainer to organizations like the United Nations, Jaguar, Land Rover, and the North Face, he shows them how to be magnetic. That's what he's going to share with us today. Hit us with a be magnetic strategy out of the gate, Jess. All right, Brian. Yes, we want to open big, and it's this, which is open with fire. So that comes from a phrase from the big advertising guru, David Ogilvy, who said, if you're selling fire extinguishers, open with fire. So we always have to open with something big. So right now my fire is the angle of open with fire. And for everyone who's listening, anytime you're in front of people, how can you open up with something big instead of just 10 miles long of 
introductions and here's where what we're going to talk about and here's where the bathroom is and here's every last thing that I could tell you that's not what you were hoping for today. And now it finally comes. No, open with fire. I love it. And that's yeah. one of the things uh, I learned at NSA where we were recently and you taught it there. And I have to tell you, I applied it recently in a presentation <laughs> and it works spectacularly. So thank All you. Right. Yes. The, we're both uh, members of the National Speakers Association, not those other people who listen. We're the people who speak. And uh, <laughs> and that's where we connected. Exactly. And what do we do? We share information. That's what we're doing today on this podcast. I'm thrilled to share so many more magnetic strategies for your leaders today. So how do you help people, Jess? What's your message? So my message is be magnetic. So we can be average. That would be something everything everybody else does, or we could be magnetic. And what does that mean? So it means how can we create a personality that's still us, but also makes people say, what is it about that person, him or her? that I really just, I want more of. And what is it that they have? And they can't put their finger on it, but I'm gonna give you strategies today. <laughs> so you can put your finger on it. You can be more magnetic so people say, I, I don't know what it is, I just want more. So how do we do that? I wanna be magnetic. Teach me to be magnetic, Jess. All right, ideally we've opened with fire, but here's something else. We gotta start with mindset. So there's some people who are like, look, you know, whether they think that they're an introvert or they're they're earlier in their career being a leader or they just can't wrap their head around saying, you know, I'm going to be big and bold. First of all, you still have to be you. In fact, you have to be number one at being you. Don't just try to be somebody else. Don't try to be, you know, Oprah or Tony Robbins or whatever, whoever it is that you admire. Be you. And there's probably something about you that makes you extra special. Your friends and family know it. That's why they love you. There's something that they get, but here's what happens. We tend to leave that at home or leave that only, you know, reserve that for those people. How do we pull that out and bring it out in front of the rest of the people so that they say, oh, I get it. I get you. And by the way, there's always going to be somebody who doesn't get it. Don't worry about those people. <laughs> you know, it. You know, life breaks down to an 80-20 and sometimes maybe it's 90-10 or whatever. It's just one of those uh, laws, Pareto's principle it's actually called. And some people will fall into that smaller category and just not get it. Don't worry about it. But the more you, you play with that biggest version of you, that best version of you, ask people in your life. And by the way, here's a flip on that. Tell them about the best version of them. See what kind of a special conversation comes out. I bet they would not be expecting it and would feel pretty great. So how do you do that then? How do you figure out what part of you you really want to make magnetic? So that step one was asking people, what, may, what is it about me that you think are my best qualities? And the other thing, again, I was saying these are the mindset pieces that we have to start with, is what I call think like an athlete. So you have to think like an athlete. So think of the marathoner. A na marathoner would never go out there and they're running and then they for five seconds in start saying, I, I think it's a little drizzly today. I don't, it doesn't make me feel good. And, and all these people are my personal space. And these, these are my slow shoes. 
Why did I wear that? They would never do that, right? <laughs> right. They, yet we create all those excuses. We don't think like an athlete every day. So the way an athlete thinks is an athlete's just like, I'm going to be unstoppable. In fact, not I'm going to be, I am unstoppable. So actually when I'm in front of groups, I'll get them to kind of pump their, their arms and their fists and say, I'm unstoppable. And I get them to do it a few times and I say, how does that feel? And they're like, it feels great. And they get all excited. And I say, what if you took that feeling into your day and you said, uh, that's how I'm going to, I'm going to act like I'm unstoppable, which brings me to another one of my strategies today, the, the idea of acting a certain way. So we've all heard this phrase that I don't like, which is called fake it till you make it. You've heard that Brian, right? I have and employed it on occasion. <laughs> and we, right. And, and yes, sometimes we tap into that, but we, you know, the problem is we're thinking about it and we feel like a fake, especially as, you know, we're starting out in something different or we're even helping, maybe we've been doing something for a long time, but we never helped a certain group. So instead of fake it till you make it, let's change the phrase. Let's make it act it and become it. When you act the part, what happens is, Everybody else says, all right, you must be the real deal. You must be that unstoppable person that you come across as. And you know what happens? Very shortly after, you become it. Next thing you know, you're walking around, you're like, you're like I am unstoppable. May Holy cow, I guess I was the last person who had to be convinced. Everyone else said, yeah, let's do it. All right. And, you know, and then you want to support them in their goals, not just, you know, talk. <laughs> be it. Right. Act it and become it. And deliver. Yes, you want to do whatever you can to deliver. So look, listen, this podcast is about leadership, right? So leadership is not about, I'm going to come out and be the Jess version. Um, all of you should be the you version. But anyway, come out and go be unstoppable and, do, and just be all talk. No, we should go out there and support people and have the rest of the formula. What does that mean? We have to, well, it's different for everybody, but we have to figure out how can we best support people what does that look like? How can we tap into those that we're helping and let them be part of the process? So you raise an interesting point. Can this being magnetic apply to leadership? Is there such a thing as a magnetic leader? I would like to think so because I go around talking about it all the time. And <laughs> I, I think we've seen those people and we tend to build up a, a CEO that way. You know, that person who's the head of the company that they, they ignite everybody. They're exciting. We just we were drawn to them. We want to listen, and soak up every word that they say. Yet everybody else walks around like, oh, I couldn't be like them. You know, I, I guess I'm just a follower. You're not because we have all these other layers of leaders. So how can you be the you version of that? I always bring it back to that because people will say, oh, well, you know, I don't want to sometimes I've been known to kind of jump around a little bit on stage or I, I, I actually do this thing that's a one minute dance party <laughs> <laughs> to light up the whole room and, you know, to basically let people know that we can celebrate small victories along the way instead of just saying, all right, I did it and just letting things go. Um, but it, it, it bring it back to your question. You said, how can we be magnetic leaders? Can we be magnetic leaders? So, you know, think about that, what that word means. It's about having people be drawn to you. The more you make it about them, them, the more you support them, the better they're going to feel about you. And it's a process. 
It's not something we can wave a wand. I mean, I'm I'm fire hosing a bunch of ideas at everybody today so that they can get it so that I can really deliver on the whole open with fire idea. And, you know, and then the other half is support. How do we support people? So so I run a, a training consulting company. My, the pl- areas that I help people with are presentations, which is, I think, a very important piece of leadership, speaking presentations, and a subset of speaking, which is media. And one piece that I have, I realized as a coach, as a trainer, that when I'm done with that block of time that I'm working with them, if I say, all right, good luck with that, have a nice life, that that's not as supportive as it could be. And that's why I've developed a whole ongoing program where they get videos and and certain access to me and all these other things. Because turns out, if you just like the Zig Ziglar phrase, which is if you help other people get what they want, people help you get what, what you want. So if I help them to be better, what do I want? I want to grow my business, and and it's helped. It worked perfectly. <laughs> exactly. And one of the things I've learned from NSA is that no matter how good you think you are at speaking, yeah. there, is, there is room to grow. Uh, so much. There's, there's room to grow not only as a, a presenter or a speaker, however that occurs to the people who are listening right now, but as leaders, as human beings. I, I try to find something I can learn every single day and also from the people I work with. In fact, if you want, I'll, I'll give you my Jess mission statement Please. Okay, so it's not a long bunch of paragraphs. It originally was, but I've boiled it down to three words, which is this, which is teach, entertain, and inspire. And if I pick projects or work with people that allow me to do those things, I'm doing my best work. But what made me think about it, the question that you just gave or your comments you had, is the flip side of those three words, teach, entertain, and inspire. So teach, I always want to be learning from those people that I talk to. Entertain, I want to find the joy in the people that I work with. I don't want to find clients that are going to be annoying and painful. I will refer them to somebody else. (laughs) And and inspire, I want to be inspired by all these, these people that I get to work with and talk to. So yeah, you're right. There's always room, no matter how good you think you are as a leader, or speaker, or a, a violin player, whatever, you know, whatever it is that you do, yeah, there's always room to be better. And then it becomes an exciting journey. Exactly. There's always, there's always something to chase, which I love. Yes. Yeah. You know what? I guess it becomes boring when we feel like, well, that's totally done. And you know what? Some things are totally done. And that maybe is why we maybe make a career shift or, you know, decide to <laughs> go play golf somewhere. I don't know. Whatever, whatever lights you up. Exactly. And the other thing I love about NSA, for me, is going there. I'm always reminded. If I don't have it in my head already, I'm always reminded there's another step, because I see the justice of the world and uh, the, all those people who go out and just demonstrate that next level. And really, it's inspiring. So I think that's a big key too. Is just don't be content in your little group that thinks you're the best when there's always another layer out there. And and I appreciate that. And, and it's a powerful group. Listen, whatever association that you, all of you are listening can be a part of whatever your group of people, find your people. Because what Brian is talking about is what I've experienced 
uh, certainly in this group. They're getting good plug today. You should look them up and go to their national conference. <laughs> uh, and then you get to see the two of us and, and rub elbows and have some fun. But it's basically we, we want to hang out with people who are better than us. And I'll tell you, when I first started, when I, I joined that organization, NSA, about 12 years ago, I went and I to that national conference and I saw people on the big stage and I thought, wow, I'm never going to be able to do that. Holy cow. The unstoppable guy just said, I'm never going to. What? <laughs> How can I do that? And I said, you know, what? maybe I'm just happy with my group of one to 10 people that I traditionally have that I'm helping. And then as time went on, you, you start to say, you know what, maybe I could do that. Or, hey, maybe I'm going to try that on for size. And ideally, we go out there and we give it our all. And somebody comes up and says, that's what I needed to hear today. And yeah, surround ourselves. We should always be surrounding ourselves with people who are a little bit better than us. It's the same with, you know, they say play tennis with somebody who's better than you, or we could bring up golf again. All of those things. We want to have people who can pull us forward. Exactly. So let me bounce back to magnetic leadership. Is there a way to take that magnetic leadership or just the magnetic personality and from a business standpoint, translate, translate that into something that converts to business results? So magnetic is, is one piece. It's a key piece. It's a piece for standing out which is also part of differentiating. It's a piece for staying in people's heads. I, I always think of this when my wife and I were first starting our family and we went looking for a house uh, and uh, the house that we're in now, we actually, our oldest was four years old. And I thought, how can we be memorable so that they'll, out of all the people that they talk to, that they'll remember us and somehow it'll put us ahead just a little bit. So I played up the cuteness factor of my four-year-old, not of my face, <laughs> my four-year-old. <laughs> and, um, and I said something like, uh, okay, now, uh, sky, that's his name. I said, sky, we're going to leave you here with them. So if you're extra cute, they'll probably bring the price down like 50%. And then we'll pick you up in a couple hours. And of course, they laughed and laughed. And then he looked at us like, you're not really leaving me here, are you? She's <laughs> even cuter. And, um, and then when we went and put in our bid, they said, oh, we know exactly who you are. You're that cute, wonderful family with that little boy, the lollipop. I didn't even remember he had a lollipop. But he made a face like, what? You're leaving me here? And... I bring that up because we it, it's a helpful ingredient to get things started. And once you're memorable, now you can employ all of those other pieces of the puzzle, which is you got to be an expert at sales. You got to be an expert at marketing. You know, marketing is uh, the way I define it is how you bring yourself to market to those people who can pay you. However it is that people are tuning in wherever they fall in the process. You have to learn and read and experience and go to conferences and listen to podcasts and everything that you can do to constantly get better and better and better. And something I heard Brian Tracy say, uh, the two of us were uh, on the same stage not too long ago. And he said, most people never read one book in the subject matter category that they're in. 
So if they're a salesperson, I'm sorry, a year, I should say a year. Not one book. Well, I guess that's ongoing, right? I guess if you don't read one book a year, I mean, you may have read one book in your lifetime, but as the year goes on, they don't even read one new book. And that's crazy to me. So, and, and listen, we have lots of ways we can get information now. So, so maybe they should tune into a podcast like this one, subscribe. You should read whoever it is that lights you up or, you know, go get one of those. You know, it's funny. I, I, I was buying so many Kindle books that I said, I'll try this unlimited. Now I keep clicking and I'm downloading. You pay one price and you're downloading all this stuff. And it's great. Although I can't get into my brain fast enough. So I don't, well, I'll work that out <laughs> somehow. Um, but there's so many great ideas. People on YouTube have lots of great strategies or go to conferences where you can rub elbows and meet people who become your new friends. In fact, Brian and I, uh, I, I said to him, I was just thinking of this before we, we talked, I was presenting somewhere and I was trying to plug my computer in. Brian just happened to be sitting close to the spot where the computer plugs in. And I'm like leaning all over Brian, <laughs> poor Brian. And I'm just, can you help me with this? And I just laughed and I said, Brian, I think, I guess, I think we're like friends now because <laughs> we're just like so close. And we had a big laugh and here we are. <laughs> and here we and are. Here we are. That's a crazy right. day. And the other speaking lesson, always be ready for technology troubles. But that's a whole other episode. <laughs> Which you can just talk. I, just I think talk. I whispered to you and I said, listen, if that doesn't work, I will just talk to people. And they won't yeah. know that I had a snazzy video or some sort of other bell or whistle and it doesn't matter. And if this thing went down, if people, if this recording doesn't work, well, then we'll just do it again on a different day. And people won't know, <laughs> except that I just broke exactly. up. But no, it's, I'm sure it'll be fine. So in your journey to become unstoppable Jess – have there been struggles? Were there any battles you had to fight to get yourself to this level? Sure, totally. That's the life of the entrepreneur and the small business owner. And there's, there's this great little cartoon where it has uh, a chart and uh, it says, you know, success. And it says what we think. That's the first chart, which is a, an arrow pointing up. You know, over time, you know, oh, that's success. And what does it really look like? That's the second chart. A big, crazy, squiggly line all over the up and down, left and right, and all that stuff. And sure, yeah. And, and I, when I think when, when we go out and we try something or we certainly start our own business, nobody sees everything that we see. So I've had it over time. Official, I mean, well, when I first started this, it was 2003. I was a TV producer. That, that's what I did prior uh, I, I worked at ABC, NBC, and Fox, but I always wanted to start my own business. And I started on the side. I listened to what Robert Kiyosaki says. When he's the guy who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad. I definitely recommend that book. And he says, don't quit your job. Um, start a business on the side and then figure it out. And then you can go quit your job. So I started a bunch of other types of businesses that were close to what I'm doing now, but not exactly. And it turned out I didn't know a single thing about sales or about marketing, those three pieces that I brought up earlier. And I said, oh, I can spend all day working on a website, but if I can't just say to somebody, hey, this is this thing that I do, and here's how it would help you, and do you want it? Just to be able to say that, Instead of just, oh, I don't know, I put on a website, where are they? If you build it, they will come, not necessarily. So, yeah, so I had to learn about that where I, and I didn't spend a, a crazy ton of money to, to start those tiny little, you know, uh, businesses that were 
me figuring stuff out. In fact, it was powerful education. And, and, and I'll even throw this in, which is, you know, being an entrepreneur, sometimes you have a month where you say, holy cow, I'm on fire. And I, I can't even believe that I've, I've made this much in one month. And then there's another month where you say, whoa, uh, is the phone connected? Even the telemarketers, <laughs> they're not calling. What is going on? And, uh, you know, it's like whoo, ghost town. You're like, well, I mean, I used to say this in the beginning or I'd be like, well, it's a good run. It was a good run. Uh, <laughs> and, but I realized that's, you know, self-defeating talk to say that because the phone could ring the next day or, you know, or somebody sends you an email and says, hey, we want to do, you know, for me, the bigger part of my business is, is corporate training. And I speak at conferences and all that, but that's a bigger part. So they may reach out and say, hey, we want to book you for seven big trainings at your full price all summer long. Oh, okay, then that would be fantastic. And I've gotten those calls. And I've also had certain months where it's just kind of, you know, eh, call us back in six months. <laughs> okay. Right. So, yeah, so it's always, it's a journey and you have to have a certain stomach to, you know, so one thing we talk about is leadership. You know, how can you lead other people, whether you work inside a company or not? And the other is, how can you lead yourself? Whether you have a business or you, you work for somebody else, doesn't matter. How can you lead yourself? And we, boy, it's a, a constant check on our emotions every day. Yeah, I agree 100%. Now, I'm going to ask you something. I didn't ask you this uh, question beforehand, but just listening to you makes me remember. You said something uh, once that really resonated with me about the number of offers you make. Ooh. And that sometimes success just comes down to the number of offers you put out there. Are you sort of familiar with that? I, I'm so glad you remembered that. I just said it to somebody yesterday who's actually starting out a, a business. And I said, if you want to make more sales you have to make more offers. And then I just got quiet and I said, just think about that for a second. She was like, oh, that makes sense. You want, So it's a, a better way than what people, I, I, I think, than what I heard early on, which is they said, uh, you have to, uh, you have to ask more. You gotta ask people for the sale. Well, something about that phrase maybe turns people off of, you know, so, you know, how can I put you in this car today? Right? It feels very, I don't know. And, and I hate to say used car salesman like because I had someone in my program who was a used car salesman and he was a super nice guy and he used it to build a whole interesting uh, persona for himself, what people think and the rest of it. Uh, but that's how we feel sometimes. So if we make more offers, if we ask more, if we tell people, you know, this is my thing. I kind of said it before. This is what I do. This is how I help people and this is your problem. Do you want that? Would this help you? Just ask. And the worst thing, well, actually, I was going to say, the worst thing they can say is no. There's a bigger problem, a worse thing that they can say than that. You ready, Brian? I'm ready. <laughs> Which is nothing. Right. Imagining we're sending it through an email or, you know, you, you uh, send some sort of a message or you just kind of set it on a stage to people and you didn't really ask. They didn't really say anything. Nothing happened. You know, how did you do? Oh, I did a whole dog and pony show. And what happened? Not a thing. <laughs> so <laughs> it's usually tied to that. We have to ask if we want to make more sales, we have to make more offers. That's great advice. 
Thanks. Can you clarify a little bit about how you help people today? You talked a little bit about it, but maybe tell us a little bit more specificity how you help how you help folks. So yeah, so uh, I help people in a few different ways. Really, the categories that I help people in is really leveraging the power of speaking, whether it's speaking in front of a group or on a stage or through the media. Since I was a you know former TV producer, it's an extra piece that I bring to the equation. And what does that mean, leverage? So it could be more sales for some people or creating more web opt-ins or more of whatever it is that they want. And I always begin with, what are you trying to accomplish? if I'm talking to a company or an individual. So it's a, a different conversation if they say sales. Then I don't, don't say, oh, I have this presentation skills program. I actually call it speak to close. I say, oh, I do this speak to close program where we're going to tighten up your presentation techniques so that you can close more business. We always have to draw a line to the money as my buddy, fellow speaker and author, Joel Block likes to say, draw a line to the money. And when we do that, then people say, oh, okay, that makes sense to me. And that's where I get it. So a lot of times people think presentation skills, it's a, it's a soft skill. Not when we draw a line to the money. And they say, oh, I need that. Get in here. And that's actually how I've been able to get in and sell multiple trainings to a company and, and then have them say, oh, can you speak at one of our events? And, and really, you know, we've been bringing, you and I brought up uh, the whole circle that we're in this national speakers association and i always think we're not really speakers it's a thing we do to deliver our information but we're really selling knowledge and we're selling content whether we speak it on a stage or a podcast or in an ebook or a physical book or video whatever it is we are selling content and ideally we have other things to go along with it you know, maybe it's coaching, maybe it's training, maybe you're in a webinar, whatever it is. I would even throw in maybe another step that we're selling transformation of some sort. Oh, fantastic. And then the question is, what does that person want to be at the end of the transformation? What do they want? And when we ask them, they have an opportunity to figure it and think about it. They probably haven't. And tell us, tell us what, what would... It's funny. I love that word transformation. I, I maybe I should use it more. I tend to ask people, what would, how, what would make this program a home run or a win for you? I know sometimes I work with international folks, so saying home run is very American baseball lingo. But you know, <laughs> so I'll say, what would make it a, a total win for you? And then they'll envision what this would look like when we're done. You know, if their sales team were better, if their spokespeople were speaking to the media could not only not look stupid, uh, usually say, yeah, we could do, we could do that easily. And they say, but drive people to the website or help sell product. Or they, okay, now we know where we're headed. Now we know the destination, we could build the path. So that's it. What does the transformation look like? So great. Speaking of books and products, I have to say I'm holding in my hands right now a copy of Media Secrets, a media training crash course. Woo woo. Which is That's your my book. favorite book. Oh, yeah. I, okay. I highly <laughs> recommend it. And could you tell us maybe just a, a little bit about the book and also where people can buy it? I'm going to tell you about the book and I'm going to uh, give a special offer where people who are listening to this can get it for free. They just have to pay the shipping and handling. How about that? That would be uh, amazing. 
So basically, I one of the ways I help people on the media side is I help them to either get more media attention. Actually, one thing we didn't bring up is I have a Guinness record for being interviewed the most times in 24 hours, which was 112 different radio interviews. And yes. Did you <laughs> I sleep? I did not sleep for 24 hours after the 24 hours because we had to get in as many interviews. And uh, so I, I have the techniques in the book for that, but also how do you ace an interview or how do you work in calls to action where it doesn't feel like this uh, forced plug? How do you really make the most of media now in the 2000s? So yeah, so it's called Media Secrets. I'm going to give away all my secrets. And, and if your people go to freemediasecrets.com, then they can type in their information and I will send out, they just pay the shipping and handling and boom, they will get a book. And of course they're welcome to get it full price over on Amazon, but <laughs> I would probably <laughs> rather just get the uh, free version. And yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's been an exciting door opener for to uh, I have four books, but this book really has some of my best stuff and I'm proud of it. Well, it is. It's amazing. It's part of what's put, has put me into this podcast. Yay! And it's going to be helping me in the future. That's awesome. And thank you for yet to come. having me on one of your early episodes. This is exciting. I appreciate it immensely. And where can people find you online other than Free Media Secrets? Yes, they can go to, they can either Google my name, good luck spelling it, um, which hopefully it's connected to this podcast, Jess yep. Toddfeld, T-O-D-T-F-E-L-D, Jess like Jesse without <laughs> the extra <laughs> E at the end. We couldn't afford the E. Um, but they can also go to successinmedia.com. That's my company. And uh, any of those, they'll, uh, they'll be able to find me. And I think there are links at the bottom of Free Media Secrets anyway, so that makes that easy <laughs> to and we will, track me we down. We will put links in the show notes too, but I want Yay. them to be able to hear it from you directly. Thank you so much for being here, Jess. I greatly appreciate it, and I have learned from what you've said in the past few minutes, and I know our audience will as well. So for everybody tuning in today, go out and be magnetic. That was Jess Toddfeld, everyone. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. He is full of so much great knowledge and wisdom. And I personally have his book. I would highly recommend it. As he stated, if you would like a free copy, run over to freemediasecrets.com. Book is free, uh, plus a little shipping, whatever that is. So if you'd like to check out more of his work, highly recommend it. You can find our podcast online at brianrollo.com slash lead, as well as your favorite podcast provider. If you could find it in your heart to rate, like, review, and subscribe for free, that would be much appreciated, my friend. That is it for today. Go out, have a great day, lead with impact, and I will talk to you next time.